Hey everybody, welcome to High Cheese. I'm your host Joe. And your host Paul coming at you. And uh, we're 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 nearing the end. Yes. Of this fantastic baseball season. Yes, we are nearing the end of And you're really nearing the end. I'm nearing of, nearing the end of my fantasy season. So uh for those who listen and keep track of the nonsense we talk about, uh, I did make the playoffs and jump to the fifth seed, which I think we talked about in our last podcast. Uh, yeah. However, I am currently down by 36 points, and going into the last couple pit players I have playing for the rest of the week. Uh, so hopes aren't looking grim to make it to the semifinals, but I still am proud of my team for battling back from a horrible first half to make it at all so yeah yeah you got so you were saying you, you're throwing out wainwright tonight as like a hail mary yeah a hail mary it was smart to pick him up though just in, like you knew it might come down to it yeah i mean if wainwright i i need a lot of things to go right for this to happen here if you need them to go wainwright i need them to go wainwright yeah oh thanks uh <laughs> I need Mike Miner to not pitch well for the Rangers against the Padres because, you know, Mike Miner's not actually good. I don't know what's going uh-huh. on there. He's had actually a really good second half, which is frustrating because it's happening against me right now. Um, but then I really my, – my week was screwed by my hitters just did nothing. My hitters didn't hit. And when that happens, yeah. you really can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's kind of uh... – a big deal, you know. Like <laughs> there was, if you have hitters who aren't hitting, that's kind of. There's no strategy around it, you know. Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna pull up. Dude, it's not pretty. Eddie Rosario has 4.5 points on the week for you. Yep. Bregman only has 13. Yep. Brantley only has 13. Matt Olson, a solid 20. Mitch Hanniger, Hanniger, well. 24. Correa, seven. Piscotti uh, is 11. Desmond, 11. Chris Bryant, 11. Real Muto, 6. Yep. Elvis Andrus, 3. And LeMahieu had a decent week, 25. Yeah. He had two. What, However, two like the last week? three weeks, Bregman had like 45. Yeah, you, you can't complain about Bregman. No. Nah. Like, because he's just been so good. I mean, he's probably the reason why you're here right now. Oh, yeah. And having a well-rounded season, of he's right now at 295, 101 runs, 30 homers, 100 RBIs, and 10 stolen bases. Like, he's... Yeah. He has played out of his mind. You know, he gave it his all. Little guy gave it his all. Yeah. And your pitching actually was pretty good. It wasn't great, though. Well, one of the um, ones that screwed me over was Nola had a bad start against the Nationals. Yeah. And if he had just, like, if I, he pitched against Strasburg, and Strasburg actually had a good start for me that day. And if yeah. just the two of them had gone, if, if Nola's start had been just, like, a little bit better, even, obviously one of them had to win and lose. But he didn't do well, mm-hmm. so he got negatives, yeah. and like he had been, you know, consistently churning out twenty, thirty point starts for the last season. Yeah, <laughs> like, he did get a little boned on like a couple of starts that could have been wins. But yeah, that's tough, man. It's hard out here, you know. It is. It's a tough. Like Jack Jack Flaherty got a loss with six innings, one earned. Yep. That sucks. It did suck. I was very unhappy about it. But, you know, yeah. if I if some miracle Hail Mary thing works and my team pulls it out, I'll be happy. Otherwise, you know, it was a good season. I fought hard, and I'm excited for next season. So, Although, actually, uh, your team put up 153 points from your hitters, and the team you're playing put up 157 points with his hitters. 
so neither of so, us had good hitting and he got good performances from okay pitchers yeah kyle freeland had a good Dude, start kyle freeland is not a streamer have you looked at kyle freeland yeah and he's really good at home which yeah kyle freeland doesn't happen i think kyle freeland's legit yeah he uh there was a stat i saw with him the other day that like He's given up, like, one hit to a lefty since the All-Star break or something like that. Whoa. Yeah, like, some crazy, ridiculous... Like, he's... he's is he a lefty? Oh, he's a yeah, lefty. Yeah, he's a lefty. He's he's good. Um, yeah, I mean, the strikeout per nine isn't too high. His FIP is pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's tough. I could see him being a guy who... Um, doesn't live up to the hype again next year just because cores and yeah it could you know, be there's you no know, consistency with uh with rocky's pitchers abato jimenez is a great example of that yeah or like tyler anderson came up a couple years ago and was supposed to be decent and had a good run and then he's been bad john gray john gray i need him to be good this week man yeah so you're still in it you get a buy with your your, your uh top seed for your division Yep. Um, so how you feeling? Are you, are you feeling like you can uh, you can pull out a victory here? Well, here's where it gets weird. Trevor Bauer could potentially start this week. Okay. So I think it would be against the Red Sox. And I don't know if I would pitch him. But I feel like I'd have to. But I don't know. That's so... Yeah. And my team this week wasn't very good either. Like, in the last seven days... Wilson Contreras fucking sucks. I'm never paying for a catcher ever again. Period. Uh, Freddie Freeman has 17 points, which isn't terrible. Um, Jonathan Villar, who I picked up a little while ago, was on a crazy hot streak. He only had uh, eight points this week, but then today he put up 9.5, so that helped. Um, Travis Shaw has 8.7 points this week. Uh, Glaber has 11, Stanton has 16, McCutcheon has 16. Like, just nobody's, like, really killing it for me right now, except Tyler White. Who's He's killing it. Killing it in general, yeah. yeah. No, your team, um, uh, your team and my pitching, has looked good all season despite injuries, so I'm, I'm, cheering, I'm cheering for you, you know? Yeah, and I actually got a decent amount of wins this week, but one of them was – two of them were relief wins. My starters just don't get wins, so that's – an issue like Musgrove pitched oh it wasn't that good actually I thought he only let up two earned but he let up four earned and he got a loss that's okay um Granky had like a quality start and got a loss uh Charlie Morton had um oh it looks like he won today yeah so I don't know I just I'm not super confident but if I picked up Ronaldo Lopez and if he keeps pitching like he's been pitching the last couple weeks Dude, Renato Lopez is an anomaly. I, I, everybody's been burned by him in the past, but I have been, he's been more by than him. good recently, and I'm willing to t- like I, I kind of have to take a shot. Also, Steven Matz has been pretty good for me. Um, Dude, you're you're, picked him up. you're saying a bunch of names though that are the same criticism you had of Chad's team of Chad's guy. Oh no, for sure. Ca- counting I, I, on a, counting on guys who are not known to do anything is scary oh no i'm i'm starting this off by saying i'm not feeling confident yeah no it's I'm uh counting on a, uh, on some hot hands continuing to stay hot yeah that was 
what I was counting on. I I gotta say Blake Snell also. So we mentioned Bregman. Blake Snell is awesome. Yeah. Blake Snell is nineteen and five now with a two oh three ERA, a point nine eight WHIP, and one hundred ninety five Ks, and he almost pitched a no hitter against the Indians this week. Yeah. Which was yeah, dude's a beast. I wasn't talking about it when it was happening because like I was I was in Los Angeles this week. For those of you, I think we might have mentioned that. Uh, I did go to Dodger Stadium. We'll backtrack here a little bit. No, yeah. no game, but just got to go check it out. I also legitimately got like a little bit emotional driving up Vin Scully Way, just because like, Gay. dude, whatever. You would feel the same way. Um, uh, no, I definitely wouldn't. Shut up. All right. I, I had. I, other than he was a good baseball guy, I have no attachment at all to Vin Scully. It wasn't like Vin Scully. I, uh, it was just the Dodgers. Like just going yeah, to see but, like a cathedral of baseball, man. You don't get emotional no, about I, that. I don't. No, I, I don't not uh I don't particularly feel any sort of way about the Dodgers, so. Oh, I do. I like the Dodgers. I've always liked the Dodgers. Yeah. Um In fact, I I'd even lean to say that I don't like the Dodgers cuz I think they run their team in a really weird way. And I think it's annoying. And they pulled uh Stripling from the uh bol- the uh, rotation <laughs> for a so, while. So so you you decidedly do not like the Dodgers. No, I I like I like players on the Dodgers. I just the team itself, the organization. I feel no way toward. That's fair. Yeah, but so yeah, that was cool. Uh, didn't get to go to an Angels game. Wanted to, but just didn't happen. But I did. We did actually fly over during an Angels Mariners game when we were leaving, which was really cool yeah. to see from above. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, but anyhow, Blake Snell. I didn't really check a lot of stuff this week because I was on vacation, but uh, I was like keeping tabs on the Rays Indians game and in the sixth inning Blake Snell still hadn't given up any hits and I was like oh I can't say anything about this to anyone but I'm really excited <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything and then Jose Ramirez hit a home run that was the one hit he gave up uh but he still got a, he still pitched really well he had nine K's and got a win um yeah but yeah I I am sad because I, I thought I could count on some of my guys to uh carry my team home and I wasn't counting on crappy guys, and I still am probably going to lose. So, yeah. The nature well, of the dumb luck of fantasy baseball is that Mike Miner had a better start this week than Aaron Nola. So, <laughs> yeah, but Nola hasn't been good for a couple starts, right? Yeah, I think he's getting tired. Yeah. I think he's getting tired, and also the Phillies are fading, so he's also kind of losing a little of the Falling laser back. focus from when they were doing well. Yeah, but yeah. It, he still did have his. He still had like decent starts. He's not walking people. He's just. I think he's tired. But yeah, I mean, how many innings has he thrown, and how many more is that than his career high? Let's go take a look at that, Joseph. Because he was putting in long starts for for a good stretch there. Yeah, he his high last season was 168. He's at 193 this season, which is actually awesome. Yeah. He's close to 200 innings. Um, well, was which, last year? Did he pitch in the minors at all? No, he was in the majors all last season. He did, no, however, uh, miss. No, he had. Two starts in the minors. He That's pitched 10 th- innings. I think those were rehab starts because he was hurt. But it still counts towards his innings. I, yeah, all right, so 178 then. We'll count it. Yeah. But, yeah, he's significantly above and close to 200, which is cool because not a lot of guys do that anymore. But, yeah, he's uh, pretty pretty much 100% pitched himself out of the uh, Cy Young conversation there. Yeah, he's, he's fallen off. I think that's NL, we've discussed this the last couple weeks, that's got to go to DeGrom, man. There's no... It can't not, right? Yeah. Like, if it goes to Scherzer, it's like 1.71 ERA in 195 innings and 
239 strikeouts. Yeah, I only 44 walks. I think Come that on. that has to go to Degrom, man. Like yeah. Scherzer has pitched great. He has almost 300 Ks, but Degrom's ERA and the fact that he's done all of this on a really terrible team is yeah, he's eight and nine. Yeah, he that's disgusting. brutal, brutal. And yeah, I, I mean, actually, Nola's got better numbers than Scherzer at this point in terms of ERA. Yeah, Scherzer's uh, fallen off as well the last couple weeks, which is yeah. Weird. But you're right. I mean, Scherzer has more innings, more strikeouts by a significant amount, um, uh, more I, wins, which people do look at. In that note, though, I don't know how the AL one doesn't go to Blake Snell. Yeah, well, I guess it depends on how they treat Chris Sale coming in, right? Because well, as of recently, Trevor Bauer still had as many innings as Blake Snell. Blake Snell has 164 now. Chris Sale only has 147. I think Trevor Bauer has 166. C- yeah, Kluber and, I leads... Mean, Snell's numbers at this point are better than Bauer's, but not much. If Bauer could put in a couple decent starts to end the year... Yeah, but I think... Com- if, if... I think Blake Snell having a 203 ERA... And, and for me, the thing with Blake Snell, I think we talked about this, but the thing that he deserves it more is the dude's done this against like he has had a horrible schedule of the teams he's played and he's beaten yep. the red sox the indians multiple times the astros multiple times like he's not it's not like he's doing all of his great crazy starts against you know the rangers and teams that are just horrendous like the royals the twins like he's doing this against the best teams in the league consistently mm-hmm. and yeah i mean he has to face the yankees and the red sox yeah, he's beaten them all. So, uh-huh. in my opinion, because of the fact that well, Kluber's Kluber's still in the discussion a little bit. He's eighteen and seven. He's yeah, but got, they just skipped the start for him. Yeah, they're shutting him down. Actually, I think like they're gonna kind of just hold him, which I think is smart. Eh, and, I think you gotta. I don't know. Are they really shutting him down? Like they're not gonna start like, him until they're the gonna playoffs? limit his innings. Like the red. So the oh, reason I don't ah. think Chris Sale delivers, deserves any more too is Chris Sale's an opener right now. They're not pitching. But Chris Chris Sale has a history of, of, you know, getting tired basically. Yeah, and the Red Sox are just like not pitching him right now, which is lame. But they're still keeping him. I don't know. It's going to be weird when they go to the playoffs, though. Is he going to be stretched out and ready to go? Yeah, they're having him throw, like, one or two innings here and there. It's very strange. And they also have Stephen Wright closing right now, like, to give Kimbrell some rest. Yeah, that's, that's they're really doing, weird. They're doing all sorts of weird, like, let's make sure our guys are healthy thing. I don't know. I don't think... I don't know, though. I don't like that. I, I kind of don't like that for a team as good as the Red Sox. I know they don't have any incentive to play their players, but, like, you take guys out of the lineup, they start losing their rhythm, they start... They get cold, like yeah. The Indians they're not did it today in that too. momentum. The, the Indians once they clinched yesterday, they took like the entire starting lineup out pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think Chris Sale can still be in the Cy Young conversation because he's not going to have like he might not even get to like 160 innings. Yeah, I feel like that should even though he has the the low ERA and the high strikeouts, like yeah. But I think you need to get to 160 to qualify for the ERA. I would. Yeah, I would think so. And the, and Snell still has the innings. This is what's weird, though. So Snell has 28 games started and 164 innings. And Bauer has 25 games started and 166. So I don't know, man. I think it, it's not going to happen because the Indians aren't even pitching Kluber. They're not going to give a big leash to Trevor Bauer. But, like, um, 
just say Bauer comes back and he gets two or three starts that are just like shutdown performances. His ERA is at 2.2. He can lower that down to the low, th- low two. Yeah, no, that's totally possible. However, and he if he does, like, if you go with the I mean, typical all of his Cy peripheral numbers, all of his peripheral numbers are better than Blake Snell's. Yeah, but I think if you go with okay, Trevor Bauer's hurt for a while. Snell missed like three weeks. But Snell also has the chance to get, like, 21 wins. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think it could go to Blake Snell because of the fact that he came back, got wins right away, too. Like, yeah. And also, I feel like wins don't mean a lot, like we talk about that. But the fact that Blake Snell has is 19-5 and five on an awful team that is not very good is also very yeah. impressive because you yeah, got to kind of credit I some of the fact that, that, that he that keeps is nice. teams, yeah, he keeps teams but in I, the game. But I don't think that should count in terms of Cy Young vote. I think that's a useless stat, basically. Like, it, it, yeah, you know, like, DeGrom has eight wins. Yeah. He's not keeping his team in the game. Clearly, he's keeping his team in the game. Yeah. Well, he's also one run a game. (laughs) He's also responsible for scoring runs for himself in a bunch of these games, too. Like, DeGrom definitely should win. He had a home run his last start. Yeah, DeGrom should probably be MVP. (laughs) Like, the yeah, dude, I'm not a fan of that. But I, I know, know what you mean. the dude is the dude is doing everything in his power to put the Mets in a chance to win, and they just suck. They're so bad. I w- I would also like to say that uh, I saw yesterday that Trout is still leading the league in OPS. <laughs> For all the talk we have about everybody else's numbers, Trout is leading the league in OPS again, and also might be getting offered a lifetime contract by the Angels. I know. What's up with the Angels doing that? They did that with Pujols, didn't they? Like, basically the same type of thing? Um, I'm not sure what they offered Pujols, but I, it'll be interesting to see what if Mike Shaw takes that. Why wouldn't he? Because the team is awful. How much money? Do they know the value of it? So he still has two years and $66 million left on his current deal. But the wait, wait, wait. He's he's making thirty three million dollars per year over the next two years. Yeah. Whoa. He really? signed an extension in twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that much though. I think it was backloaded. Um, but he, yeah, so he just turned twenty seven. So insane. Whoa, um, he's twenty seven. Yeah. Oh, he, I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was like still twenty two. No, I thought he was like 26, 25. I guess he was 26. Well, he just turned 27, a, yeah. A month ago, yeah. Um, so 27 seems so much older, doesn't it? No. Yeah, I it still, does. I he, think so. He's, dude, he's just entering his prime. Yeah, but he's in his late 20s now, dude. Which is when everybody starts to play their best, which is crazy. I know. Imagine, like, he wasn't in his prime when he was, like, 24 or whatever. Dude, he... Like, his best year of his career... Dude, he, he wasn't could, in his prime yet. If he's not in his prime and like he actually physically does what players do in their prime, he could hit 60 home runs. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he's only played 129 games. He's got 34 this year. Yeah, it's crazy to think. The he fact also leads the league in on-base percentage, OPS, OPS+. plus. He just keeps getting better. Walks. It's, he leads the league in walks. Yeah. So back to the, uh, the American League MVP discussion, too, now that we're a little bit further into the end of the season here. Jose uh-huh. Ramirez dipped out. Yeah, he did real hard. Sorry about that. That's my fault. You did. You, you cursed he, that. You picked he him. heard I was amping him up, and he was like, yeah. eh, I'm going to just tail off a little bit here. Uh, Mookie Betts has dipped off. Yep. So 
JD Martinez holding strong though. JD Martinez holding strong, but the dude, the dude doesn't play defense. Yep. So. So is it Mike Trout? Is it Mike Trout? Cause like, I don't know. I don't know how it's not Mike Trout. I hope it's Mike Trout. I hope Mike Trout leads the league, or, or you know gets the uh, um, MVP every year. Yeah. Well, I'd here, be okay with it. Here's one to throw out there, and it is a long shot, but. Does Alex Bregman get recognition? Does he for what he's been doing and continuing um, to do? I think he gets some votes, but I'm looking at a. I don't know what war this is. It's just on ESPN. It's the, the rankings of war, for. I guess just baseball in general. So Mookie Betts is number one with a ten war. Holy cow! Aaron Nola is number two with a nine point four war. Wait, really? But yeah, weird. Is he a good hitter? I don't really know, but that's pretty weird. Yeah, but that's why war is kind of stupid, especially for pitchers, because how the fuck is DeGrom not... Like, that doesn't make any sense that DeGrom wouldn't be ahead of Nola, you know? Anyway, Trout also, he's tied for number two with a 9.4. And uh, then it's Scherzer, DeGrom, Matt Chapman because of his defense. Whoa. Weird, right? Very weird. Yeah, his defense, let's see. So, um, it doesn't seem that high because his his uh, offensive war is 5.2, but his defensive war is 3.3, but that's really high. That's the highest on here by almost a full point. That's crazy. Yeah. He's, he's like an, a historically great defender. Um Jose Ramirez is at 7.8. And Lindor, he should be in that category. So Bregman is 10th overall with 7.2. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, and he's hurt because his, his, he's basically a completely average defender. Yeah. Whereas, like, Trout is a little bit above average and Mookie Betts is a little bit above average. Dude, speaking Trout. of that, I still think it's crazy that Mookie Betts is above average at defense because, so I was going to, I was going to say about Bregman, he actually doesn't play his natural position. He was a shortstop. Yeah. And he plays third. But Mookie Betts was a second baseman and he's a gold glove center fielder. So, what? Like, I, I think it's well, going to end. He plays right up, field. Well, he played, he? he played center. He came out, he plays right now, I think, because of Bradley. Um, but I think Mookie Betts is probably going to win the AL MVP. Well, he's got the average, that average at 338. Yeah, that's actually and dropped because he was at like 340 in August. Yeah, or yeah. 345 at one point. And he's played one less game than Trout. He's got less home runs. He's got about the, I think Trout has 70 RBIs. He has 71. Um, Trout has more walks and a better on-base percentage, a better OPS, I think a better slugging percentage. But does Trout have 28 um, stolen bases? Trout has, like, 24 stolen bases. It's pretty close. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I think it's between those two at this at this point. Yeah, I think Jose Ramirez, big drop-off kind of... I'm sorry, 23 stolen bases. Yeah. Jose Ramirez dropped off pretty hard, though. It's disappointing. Especially because yeah. you were like, it, it's definitely your fault. I blame you solely for that. <laughs> Betts does have the edge in runs. Um, but, but again, it helps to so bat lead off for the Red Sox, though. Yeah, exactly. And, and Trout's batting third for the Angels. For, who's batting behind Trout? Yeah, Pujols. 
Pujols, 90-year-old Albert Pujols? Yeah. The corpse of Albert Pujols. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trout also has uh, 23 intentional walks to Mookie Betts' eight. <laughs> yeah, well, it, uh, that's, that's also definitely a product of your team right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing is more a product of a team than that. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was just looking at that the other day. I was like, wow, this has changed a lot since we did that episode a couple weeks back. And we've talked about it a little bit, like, kind of updating on it. But I feel like Mookie Betts might have the edge just because of what happened with everyone else. Yeah. But... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm biased because I just love Mike Trout, so I'm going to say Trout deserves it. But, I mean, you know, how can you get upset if it goes to Mookie? I mean, Mookie's had such a great year. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with uh, Betts, and I'm going with Javi Baez for NL MVP. And yeah, then I'm going with pretty interesting, too. I'm going with DeGrom and Snell. That's my, my choices, my updated choices. Yeah, yeah. I think those are probably all pretty good bets, Mookie bets. <laughs> Dude, this is uh, your second ugh. joke like that in this episode. What was my first one? I forget. It's at the very uh, beginning. Oh, Adam Wayne. Adam Wayne. Yeah. 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 I mean, Javi Baez has just put together a ridiculous season. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't mention him actually on our original episode, and I brought it up later. But I know. I know. Well, he he surged like really hard. I mean, he was always solid this year, but he like really went crazy. I think um, I think he that. deserves it over anyone else in the NL because Freddie Freeman's kind of dipped off too. Oh yeah, I don't think Freddie Freeman deserves it. You originally did. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Back. No, I thought he if he finished strong and hit some home runs, I said he which could he do it. Did, which he did neither of those things. Yeah. No. 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 He did not. Um, um, you probably also cursed him. But just by liking him, yeah, probably. And being well, he's on your fantasy team too. Oh yeah. No, I know. But he's been there a couple years and. What happened those years? He got uh, he catastrophic his- wrist injury. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so. man. So that's it, cool. Yeah, it's great. Um, All right. Well, do you want to do some I'd, Womax? Yeah, let's, let's wrap it up. I know this is, ah, it's not that short. Um, do you mind if I go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so my Womack report, I just kind of, I don't know, maybe someone mentioned him or I thought of him or saw it on Twitter or something, but... He was always a guy you would I would grab in like video games later rounds because he was good but not like amazing. Richard Hidalgo. Dude, I think I think I thought about Richard Hidalgo recently. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Richard Hidalgo, he's an Dude, wait, outfielder. Hold on, are you sure you didn't use Richard Hidalgo on here before? I don't think so. Dude, you might have used Richard Hidalgo before. I don't think so, because I think I would remember in the year 2000, Richard Hidalgo batted 314, had 44 home runs, and a 122 RBI season. Uh, the only reason I say this is he's purple on my Google search. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Why would I have looked up Richard Hidalgo for fun? I, I'm sure there's a lot of players you've Googled. All right, well... Are you, so are you saying you need me to find a new one just in case? Just in case we double down. All right. Well, let me go over him first. Yeah. His well, that year two thousand game average. <laughs> yeah. His hundred sixty two game average, two sixty nine batting average, twenty eight home runs, ninety two RBIs, eight stolen bases. I Decent. think your description of him runs. as a video game late round grab, perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what I think. He's your guy who can bat fifth on your video game team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fifth or sixth, depending how you draft. Yeah, depending. If you on go what, hit yeah. or heavy. I love oh, it. okay. I got a good one. 
Can I? You want to do one, and then I'll do mine. Yeah, I'll do mine. So mine's actually weirdly also based on the same premise that you just said of video game late round guy. <laughs> um, and actually, really funny thing that I'll share while we're talking about this a video game. The other day, I was feeling nostalgic, so I pulled out my N64 and played Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Oh, and nice. uh, I, I built a team. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's there's a there's like a I don't know if it's a glitch or something in that game. And I don't know if you know about this, but if you have Sean Green and Vladimir Guerrero on your team in that game, yeah, y- you can trade the two of them in combination for anyone. Oh, that's weird. So, like, what I, what I do when I'm building a team is I trade for Sean Green and Vladimir Guerrero and then trade them for someone and then trade back for Sean Green and Vladimir Guerrero and then go and trade them for someone else because you can, like, pretty much trade them for anyone, which is a really funny thing. Wait, so you can get them for anyone as well? No, like, individually get them back, like, not the same trade. So, like, I'll trade the two of them in a deal, and I'll get, like, Larry Walker or something. Uh-huh. And then I'll go, and I'll trade back for Sean Green, and then I'll go make a separate trade to get Vladimir Guerrero back, and then trade the two of them for, like, Barry Bonds. And just keep, like, <laughs> continually going through and trading them. But uh, Weird. Wait, yeah. but you don't want Vlad? I guess that was before he was Yeah, Vlad. he was, like... So the rating system in that game is my all-time favorite because it was just hitting power speed and defense for hitters and it was on a one to ten scale so uh-huh. like that was that and for pitchers it was control speed and stamina on a one to ten scale that's it so mm. like vlad was like a seven power a six average and like an eight speed with a nine defense in the game at the yeah. time yeah uh but the guy that i womacked was a guy i actually always get in that game when you're trying to like round out your outfield or your like bench bats uh-huh. and that guy is Detroit Tiger outfielder Bobby Higginson. Dude, Bobby Higginson. That's a good one. Bobby Higginson, man. So 162 game average was 272, 22 homers, 84 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. Similar Hidalgo-esque stats. Yep. So, like, a great guy to round out your outfield. And in that particular game, he had an eight batting, so he had, like, a pretty big circle to hit with. And, like, six power, five speed, solid eight defense. So uh, I was playing that the other day, and I was – going through it and i was like oh yeah bobby higginson dude he's a guy i always used to get as my third outfielder so uh, <laughs> i thought i would use him for this his best season i was trying to find this on the fly i think it was actually the year before that game came out actually the two years before that actually he batted 320 with 26 homers and 81 rbis and 96 in a short season he only played 130 games uh-huh which is pretty good still to hit 320 yeah. Uh, and then the year before that game was ninety. That game came out in ninety eight. This is ninety seven. He batted two ninety nine with twenty seven homers and one hundred one RBIs, which is a pretty good year. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Super solid no player there. Yeah, super solid player. Um, was he with Detroit his whole career? Yeah, he played Detroit for his whole career, which is a. He was he was a good player. Like he was a good player, not a great player, but never made an All Star team either, which is kind of weird. Um, before you do yours, there's a stat I wanted to mention, and I meant to think of it when we were talking about Alex Bregman, and the home runs and all the stats made me think of this. Alex Bregman did something the other day. Uh, he is the only third baseman ever, ever, in all of baseball history to have 50 doubles and 30 home runs, and he currently leads the majors in extra base hits because of all of that as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a crazy stat, but anyhow, continue. Yeah. Um, all right, so mine is a guy you'll remember as a free agent pickup on everyone's fantasy baseball team, Ryan Ludwig. Dude. (laughs) So Ryan Ludwig, he was an outfielder. He played for 
Texas, Cleveland, St. Louis is where I remember him. He played for the Padres after that too, right? For 59 games. No, for like a season, basically over he two was years. In, he played for I like think he was in the Brian and he Giles ended the career in, He ended his career in Cincinnati. Brian Giles? In, no, he played in... Cincinnati, no, no, I think he was traded like for Brian Giles or something. We just we we talked about Brian Giles. I think I looked this up after in 2010 or 2011. Oh, somewhere. I don't think Brian Giles was still bumping around the league then. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of someone else. I think you're thinking of someone else. All right. I feel like Brian Giles was done by the time. Real quick, sidebar. Let's find out when Brian Giles stopped playing baseball. Oh, 2009. That was later than I thought. But he... Uh, uh, nope, it was a trade I was looking at. All right, it was for Jake Westbrook. Never mind. Oh, I, was look, I was reading an article about how the Indians got Corey Kluber, and Corey Kluber was a throw-in in that trade. Gotcha. So Ryan Ludwig um, was actually part of a three-team trade where the Indians got Corey Kluber. But, so, Ryan Ludwig, very weird career. Um, pretty mediocre his whole life for... From 02 to 05, he was not an everyday player, not that good when he did play. Why and didn't he play in 06? He must have gotten hurt or went down to the minors or something because he was on a new team as well, I would think. But then in 07, or not, in 07, he was a pretty much an everyday player and not great. And then in 08, he batted 299 with 37 home runs and 113 RBIs. What? Yeah, well, what year was that? 08. Oh. Yeah, that's really weird, weird, right? Very weird. And then the next year, uh, he dipped back down to being like a solid player, but not great. And after that, he was not good. Uh, he had some runs with teams for like half a season that were decent. But uh, in 2012, he went, uh, he batted 275 with 26 home runs, 80 RBIs, which again is pretty decent. But his overall average is for for 162 games is 260 with. Uh, 23 home runs and 89 RBIs. So clearly that 2008 season was an outlier in Ryan Ludwig's career. Yeah, His probably most notable thing, though, is being part of that uh, Corey Kluber three-team trade because the Padres sent Kluber to the Indians and Westbrook went to the Cardinals for Ludwig is what happened. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, having a 37 home run season... With a 299 average and 113 RBIs is pretty memorable. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was batting with Albert Pujols, right? Yeah, probably. Probably helped him out. I mean, not not probably. I mean, that's probably what did it. Yeah. Batting with Albert Pujols and Troy Gloss was on that Cardinals team, too. Oh, yeah. Troy Gloss. He was a good one. He was a good player. But anyhow, well, dude, well, uh, you know, this time next week, my fantasy season will probably be over. So we're going to... And hopefully this time next week, my fantasy season will be continuing. Yes. So, best of luck. And uh, everybody, lay off the high cheese. See ya.